Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling, proudly brought to you by Garrard's Horse and Hound. We continue to focus on this great night of racing coming through on Saturday night from Albion Park. Q-Stars race night, so all Q-bred horses stepping out on Saturday night. And there's four Group 1 features and a pair of listed features as well. Tab have markets up for all of these races coming through on Saturday night. Uh, just a quick scan through for real life, the favourite for the two-year-old Colts and Geldings feature. Uh, as far as the three-year-old Phillies feature is concerned, Racy Roxy goes up as the favourite there. Uh, we go across to the two-year-old Phillies, and this star filly, Jewel Melody, is the clear favourite, chasing her fourth Group 1 victory this season. It's quite remarkable. And this is only start number 11 on Saturday night. And then the Colts and Gelding's three-year-old division, the favourite is this boom pacer, Captain Shuffles, who's Unbeaten this prep, three starts, three victories, and he's been ultra impressive in each of those three victories. So it's all in front of us this Saturday night at Albion Park. We've been profiling this meeting all week long, and it continues this morning. First up, Sean Grimsey is about to join us. He's got a trio of charges heading to the races on Saturday night, spearheaded by the stable star, Teddy Disco, who starts in race eight, his three-year-old Colts and Geldings feature. And what a race this is going to be. Sean's online with us now. Sean, appreciate the time. No worries at all, Chris. Give it to me straight up. How disappointed were you on Monday afternoon when that news came through about the barrier draw? Oh, um, before the barrier draw started, obviously I was hoping for one. But by the time uh, Teddy's name come out, there was three, seven and eight left. So three was obviously the optimum draw then. And then I didn't want seven. So, yeah, we weren't that gutted with it. And the way the... Other ones have drawn. I, I think he's he's still in there with a good show. So yeah, not See, not too disappointed. Okay, so you've gone through this race and how it could, you know, likely to to unfold on the weekend a million times since the barrier draw. What, what's the one scenario that keeps coming up in your head on on what you expect on Saturday night? Um, Captain Shuffles leading and Danger Zone outside him, and hopefully we're on Danger Zone's back. Okay. That's my go. All right. As I said, Captain Shuffles listed as the favourite. Three for three this prep. He's taking all before him. Is he past the post, though, on Saturday night in this field? Oh, I don't think so. Like, um, you know, if, if I owned him, I'd be confident with him, but as I'm sure Crosby's are, but I don't think he's past the post. I mean, I'm pretty happy with our horse, and we know how good Danger Zone can be. Um, yeah, so no, I don't think he's past the post. Okay. He went to 2,138 metres for the first time last week, Captain Shuffles. Could we take much away from that? Uh, yeah, not, probably not. Like, he, he obviously, you know, he was fantastic and, and got home real good. But, yeah, it's a bit different when... You know, if, if Danger Zone sitting outside and staring him down, like we've seen him go good against good horses, like so, yeah, I'd, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting. He may very well win. Like he's a, he's a quality horse, but it's I think it's very intriguing. Really, do you expect 
do you expect Brendan Barnes to have a real red-hot crack with Danger Zone, or do you think he'll just slide across with Captain Shuffles, resigned to the fact that he can't he can't clear him at the start? Uh, gee, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I don't know what what Brendan will do, whether he like launches and, and tries to get him off the gate, or which would I'd imagine would be hard because he looks very quick, Captain Chaffles, or whether he just slides across and slowly starts, just slowly starts getting into him. And yeah, seeing seeing how strong he is. Well, Captain Chaffles has a has a new driver on Saturday night with Shane Graham now booked to drive. Nathan Dawson has been with Captain Chaffles this prep, and as we know, with that long-standing commitment with Teddy Disco, they've combined for so much success. He's with Teddy Disco, so. I'm sure Captain Shuffles will lose nothing with Shane Graham, but uh, just on that driving situation, that was always locked and loaded, wasn't it? That Nathan would stick with Teddy Disco the whole way through. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't give any indications that he wouldn't. Um, uh, yeah, so he was. Yeah, he was always sticking with him. Like I think he he realised he's had a good run with him, and and he does like the horse. Like so, yeah. I'm sure he likes Captain Shuffles too. It's you know, I suppose it's a good and bad situation to be in for him. Um, other years, he probably wouldn't have had to made the choice, but unfortunately this year, he, yeah, he he had the choice. But I suppose being a driver, it's good to have those options as well. So, yeah, yeah. bittersweet. Absolutely. Let's talk about your guy, Teddy Disco. Last start, uh, three wide to the breeze, tick over 52. I think it was 52-6 from memory. Was yeah. that a career-best performance by your guy last start? Um, gee, I'd have to think so. Um, it's a pretty big run when you, you know, he's out there three wide for the first quarter and and just kept moving. Um, I think, to be honest, at the 400, I thought he might run a good third, you know, and he, yeah, he just rallied and the last, last 100, he just sort of bobbed straight past the other horse and was pricking his ears on the line, so... Yeah, we were super happy with that effort. Mm, yeah, he showed his class there, the way he was able to overpower those rolls. Obviously, going into that race there last time out, you weren't expecting a run like that. Oh, oh not really. Like, you'd, you'd expect to work for it. I, what sort of... I was, I was reasonably confident he'd win it, um, but when Brittany got her horse through so quick to the front, it sort of changed it a bit for him. Um, I think General Montana's a, a really good miler when when they've got him on fire. And, yeah, and I'm pretty sure he won the next start. So his form was pretty good, General Montana. So that probably added to the to the win, in my opinion, anyway. Mm. How's your guy been since that start? Has he trained on well since? Yeah, yeah, terrific. I think he's probably stepped up again a bit. So his trial last week was solid. Um, you know, we're really happy with him. Okay. So you just need that little bit of luck. Will you talk tactics b- before the race with Nathan or do you just leave that to Nathan now? No, I just leave it to Nathan. I mean, I think we all know I was a bit of a cripple as a driver, so no point in putting the good ones on and telling them what to do. So, yeah, no, I'll leave it up to him. Invariably, okay. if I do give him any instructions, I'm wrong anyway, so it's in the, in the wash-up. So, no, so Captain Shuffle's him. danger zone, they, they loom as the main horses to beat. How do you rate horses yeah. like Future Assured and Away We Go? Oh, like Future Assured, he's 
like he's a he's a fantastic little horse. And he, um, I think, like you know, I don't know too many people that wouldn't want to have him in their stable, but I think Captain Shuffle sort of handled him pretty easily last week. So he's probably got to improve a little bit. Um, you know, for Saturday night's race to be ultra competitive, but he, um, yeah, he's he's a classy horse. There's no doubt in that. Um, away we go. Well, obviously he won last last year's two-year-old size stakes in good fashion. Um, till last week, he's probably been disappointing this season. So you know, I think he's on the back line there somewhere. So it probably hasn't worked out the best for him, but. Yeah, he beat him last year, so you've you got to warrant respect. Okay. Just on last year, so we'll wind the clock back. Is this the race that got away for Teddy Disco last year, this uh, this tried final? Oh, like he was he was going good. He he went good. He, you know, he got a little... He got checked early, probably probably hindered his chances where he's going to lob good. But, yeah, danger zone, he got... He copped a check down on the fence in that race as well and speak the truth. So it was, there was a few of us that didn't have the best passages. So, you know, maybe it was a race that got away from a few of them. So, mm. yeah, but still, away we go it was good. Like he sat up parked and he was good winning it. So, yeah. Yeah, you, get, you can only, what happens happens, doesn't it? Yep, exactly. Your guys won 11 from 20. Uh, so he's got this Group 1 feature on Saturday night. He's also eligible for the Breeders' Crown. Is that still a possibility? Oh, he's not. He's Breeders' Challenge. Breeders' Challenge, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we've uh, been just sort of throwing a few ideas around with that, actually, over the last couple of days. So, it, well, it wasn't, to be honest, I wasn't really looking at it, but then when you start to try and find races for a horse like him, your options are really narrowed, you know, like you effectively, and I think a couple of the other three-year-olds are in the same boat. They're, they're two wins off nearly being open company under this handicapping system. And and then when they throw a three-year-old up on a Saturday night, they want to draw it on lifetime dollars. Well, they lifetime wins. So the way it is at the minute, I'm drawing seven every week. So that's pointless um, going in them. So... Yeah, if we wanted to sort of keep racing on this season, I suppose the Breeders' Challenge becomes our best option. But you don't make a decision until after the weekend? No, no. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get through this week and there's plenty of time to to decide what we do. But, yeah, it, it's becoming more and more of a option as long as he pulls up good and we can work out a good plan to get it done. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a hard series, but... But okay. yeah, may as well. well more, than, more than likely we'll have a crack at it. All right. Let's talk about Carter Grant, who goes around in the Group 1 two-year-old Colts and Geldings final. He's been so consistent this season. He takes his spot and he comes up with gate four. How do you assess his chances? Yeah, he's... Um, like, again, gate one would have been perfect for him, but he's, he's probably not quite as good as... Um, for real life and ferocious Frankie and I was I can't I never remember the name of prices one when to hold I think it is um, probably not quite as good as them and obviously uh, the New South Wales horse feeding last week in the heat but I think his heat run was full of merit uh, yeah he's gonna have to do a little bit early to get his spot but 
I don't think he's hopeless. He's been he's been pretty good behind some good horses in in nice times. So I think um, Ben Crosby the other day said like you know there's a lot of two year olds that can run 55 and he's one of them. And so yeah, you get if you can turn up good on the night and you get an ounce of luck, and he'll try hard. He'll leave the gate and he'll still finish off hard. So I'm not saying he'll win, but he's he's not without a chance. Mm. Tell me this then, Sean. At the start of the season with with Carter Grant, uh, what were the expectations? Did he show natural ability straight away, or was he something that you just had to keep working at? And you know, he, he's now delivered. He's had eight starts, one win, five minors, and as you said, he's run a heck of a lot of good races in good company. So, what were the expectations at the start of the year? Oh, look, he. Like, no, not great. Um, it, like I said to Mike that owns him, uh, like, we always quite quite liked him as in, you know, he, he just seemed like a nice little horse that would improve over time. Like, every time we brought him back in, he would improve a little bit. And and all we were, like, said if we can, you know, win his bonus and then we'll tip him out and try and win his bonus at three and hopefully by four he might start turning into a, like Saturday night horse, so and yeah, but for whatever reasons, he just like went to the edges and just sort of kept improving, and he's just kept improving every time since. So yeah, no, they weren't great. We were just hoping to win his bonus and and uh, at Radcliffe, and yeah, Mike, the Anderson family would have a nice little loss just to race around Queensland. Um, okay. Yeah, now they're in this final with some sort of hope, so they're ultra excited. Yeah, and rightly so. Rightly so. He's yeah. the son of the first season side of Vincent. Will you go out and get another one? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I imagine if one popped along your like, you'd buy one. But, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what sort of job he's done overall. So, yeah. Right. Well, okay, I think Darryl Mayne's still is a Vincent. So, yeah. 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 By a one, goes all right. Firm, so. Yeah. Your other runner on Saturday night in the three-year-old Phillies feature is Harley Blue. Now, she's probably up against it, and she's facing a second-row draw, but can she get yeah. some of the minor money here on the weekend? Oh, like, um, she's been, like, without winning races, she's been ultra-consistent up until the last three runs and really tried hard, and 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 sort of the better the races, she seemed to go better, you know? She was running some placings in good races and accumulated good prize money. The last three runs have been real disappointing, but... Um, I've, she's she's more Michelle's horse that one, and um, she's she's reckon she's in a lot better space this week. So I hope she's right. If she can run herself into fifth, that'll be handy. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, she's just won the last few. Okay. Well, three runners there qualifying for Group One features on Saturday night. It's a fair feat in its own right, and their live chances as well, in particular. The boys there, Teddy Disco and Carter Grant. Sean, as always, really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside. No worries at all. Thanks a lot, Chris. See ya. Sean Grimsey joining us. So he's got some key chances there on Saturday night. Our next guest is about to join us, and he too has got some key chances. Trent Dawson's online with us now. Trent, appreciate the time. Hi, Chris. No worries. You've got some runners here today at Reckler. How many winners do you get today at Reckler before you get to Saturday night? Well, I don't... I'd like I'd like to get two, but if it's um, if it becomes a choice between today or Saturday night, I'd rather save it for Saturday night. If it, if someone had a gun to my head and made me choose, 
<laughs> Fair enough. Let's talk about race two on Saturday night. This is the first of the Group 1 features, the two-year-old Colts and Geldings Triad. You're driving the favourite here. You own, train and drive for real life. Uh, he was a, a purchase from the Rickliffe Yearling Sales and he's been an absolute stud all season long. Can this be his big moment on Saturday night? Well, Chris, we've, we've absolutely been murdered all year with bad barrier draws with him. Um, like I, I've always loved him from sort of day go. And, um, you know, he's actually, he's let me down a couple of times, but we sort of, you know, he's, he's probably the kind of horse that, you know, his bad races have, has probably been a bit worse than what you would have expected. But his good races, you know, like his race at Redcliffe when you're on second there to Tardelli, um, you know, I respectfully, I don't think there's any Tardellis in the race on Saturday night. And I think if he can if he can do what he did at Redcliffe, I think they'll have a hard time running him down. Okay. What happened last time out when he last raced? He was unplaced behind Smirks like a boss. What happened there? Uh, he got, I, changed, I changed his shoe up. Um, he, he usually races in sort of bonded shoes. And I, I tried to get him off him because I thought, he, I thought the start before he was slipping a bit in the wet weather. And I just trying to plan if it was going to turn up wet and um and he sort of jars up a bit he's a big horse and he probably needs a bit of time off and he, he was hanging real bad in the race because of it so um uh yeah it was my fault um we sort of changed that and we, we've worked on a few different things and he's got the lug and pole back on now so um yeah like his trial last week you know that was that was really good uh, 54 and a bit and um him and yeah, the Shannon Price also ran home together, and um, you know it was, it was really good, promising work for both of them. Yeah, 55-8 last half, and they both look comfortable getting through the line. Yeah, yeah, no, like you know, when you put it into perspective, I think you know, out of all the heats, they had the two heats last week, and you know that trial was two seconds quicker than than either of the, the heats. So, um, and the, the last section was the same section. So I, I think we've sort of, you know, I, I think. I think there was a bit of merit in the trial for both of those horses, and um, you know, hopefully we can make a bit of a bit of use of Barrier One, which uh, I think we probably can, and um, yeah, yeah, give a nice show will be good. Okay, so you finally got the right draw that you've been craving all season long. Now that you've had a bit of time to go through it, does he lead and lead comfortably here? Is there anything that could really challenge early? Oh, I don't think that. I don't think anyone's got the speed to cross me, and, and my intention at this point is. Um, take them all the way. I sort of, you know, I, I think, I think you, you look after your own destiny a little bit in front, um, particularly with these two-year-old races. And you know, that's for, for right now. That's that's where I want to be. So, um, you know, I think he, he pushed the gate away last start, and you know, his, his first ever lifetime start was probably one of his better draws he ever got. He sort of he got out in 27-3 and jogged it. So, um, you know, I don't think I don't don't think they can they can cross us and. Just we'll get, get out as good as we can, and um, hopefully I'm right. Okay. Agree or disagree? This is a deep final. Yeah, like it's. I, I don't think you'd be surprised if a, if a winner came from anywhere. In you know, I, I'd really like to think Michael won it, but if something won it, there's not too many you would say was a complete shocker. Um, you know, probably. As far, as far as depth goes, it's, it's very deep. But as far as standouts, I, I think probably the, the Queensland two-year-old, there, there really hasn't been one so far this year. Um, but depth-wise, it's, it's certainly quite deep. Okay. How do you rate Frankie Ferocious? Oh, it's it's hard it's hard to really get a good gauge on him. He, he, he looks like he's sort of very fast horse. Um, 
you know, kind of looked like he, he he probably probably needs his, you know, at times his manners have let him down, I guess. But um, they're, they're two year olds. That that happens to all of them, you know. Like, um, but yeah, he's a, he's a very formidable horse, and um, you know, we just just have to see see how the race pans out, and and um, hopefully we we don't have to burn over hard, and we still have a bit left at the end. Okay. Are you going to be concerned if my Alderman Jacko is hard on your back? Oh, yeah. Like my Alderman Jacko, that was probably... He was a bit like me, actually, uh, our last race start. Um, you know, he sat on my back and failed to beat me, but obviously we, we probably both had issues there, and, you know, they probably... Um, his horse was, was quite... Ultimate Jacko was really quite impressive for the Jack Butler stable last week at the trial. So, um, yeah, obviously... You know, you're, you're, concer- you're concerned with what's on your back, and um, you know, hopefully that's where you sort of can, you know, like the the amount, of, the level of work we do is probably going to be a big factor. All right. Well, that's the two-year-old Colts and Geldings. A terrific chance there with for real life in the Group One three-year-old fillies try and final. Magical Maya. Is she peaking at the right time for this final trip? Well, it seems like she could be. Um, not by a really good management, more for good luck, really. Um, she sort of, she just sort of, a couple of months ago, just had, just had a little mishap just on the tire rail at home. But, um, you know, it probably turned out a blessing for her. She had a little bit of time off with it, and she's come back, and she she's looking really good at the moment. She's had, you know, every every time she's stepped out, since the little let-up has been better and better. And, um, you know, it's probably fairly... I think I was pretty happy with the draw. I, I think we can... You have to draw, we can do something with. So, yeah, I think I think she's got a pretty good shot. Mm, she couldn't have done any more last week. I think sectionally she was the best in that uh, heat last week. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, I, I think I think she was really good. You know, I would have liked to, do a, to have sort of probably stuck her head out and won it. It would have been nice. But, um, you know, it's improving the horse that beat us last week too. Um, just drawn a bit wider. It'll be interesting to see sort of what they do at the start when they sort of have a bite themselves. But, um, you know, we got a bit of gate speed there. So, um, drawn in there, you know, like that's, that's our big shot to try and sort of you know, stay, stay in front of where the chances are. And, um, you know, I think she, I think she's quite strong. I think, I think it's a race blessed with, blessed with horses with a bit of, you know, a fair bit of speed. And, um, you know, I think this filly's biggest go is, probably quite strong and that that might be one one place we got we might have an advantage over some of the other runners okay so the distance is ideal then yeah like just with the way that they they run these a lot of three-yard races we don't get to go over it all the time but um yeah i think it should suit it down to the ground all right racy roxy is she the horse to beat oh definitely she's you know probably the only horse in that race that's really stamped herself as, you know, winning anything sort of feature feature like, um, she's she's probably the class runner of the field. You know, I think I think reverse the draws around and and everyone was probably racing for second. Um, but you know, being where she is, like we we might we might be able to make a race of it, hopefully. Okay. Race number eight, this is quickly becoming the, the, the race of the night, the three year old Colts and Geldings final, and you're right in the mix here with future assured. Another one that lands the ace draw. So you've been blessed with the draws this week. What are we expecting with Future Assured? Well, yeah, it's a, it's a terribly hard race. I mean, it would have been would have been nice for um, you know if I could have asked for anything more. Barrier one was good, but it would have been nice if all the main chances for a 10, 11, 12 would have been even better. But um, yeah, it's certainly going to be a good race. I, 
you know, in, in all fairness, when you look at it and, and you look at the way the horse performed, um, there's probably probably two or three horses in there that, are, that have got the wood on mine at the moment. Um, I, I, think I've got a, I think I've got a chance. Uh, I think before the fields come out, I knew I had to draw really well to, to still be a chance, and we've done that so far. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think... I couldn't pick which one's going to, you know... Which horse is more likely to be the best horse out of the top three in that race? Danger Zone, Teddy Disco, and you know, emerging now as Captain Shuffle. So I, I couldn't pick which one's a standout out of, out of those. So I think they're going to have to spar each other a little bit at some point. And um, you know, being being where we are, we we don't have to go to war, but uh, be nice if we can we can sort of sit right there on there and be close. So if, some, if someone falls, we can we can scoop up the mess. Were you? Just a little disappointed uh, immediately after that race last week with Captain Shovels, the way he was able to just sort of put a little bit of a gap on on himself and you. Oh yeah, it was it was more so the last hundred that he sort of gapped us that little bit, and you know I I get I guess it's you would I would love to have run him running down, um, but you're running those speeds. I guess I guess when you look back on it and think, well, you know you probably you probably have to break twenty six to to get closer to him. So you know, I think I think he's a great horse, Captain Shuffle. Like I think he's I think he's obviously emerging to be a really nice horse and super fast. Um, so there's no shame in it. Probably give us a good measuring stick, um, but you know, probably didn't change a lot to, to how I thought what we had to do if we were a chance of winning this race. So you know, I still I still think we need them to go to war a little bit and um, yeah, try and try and be, be a bit opportunistic and, and clean up a few scraps. It sort of looks likely, though, doesn't it, that this is going to generate plenty of pressure? Oh, yeah. Like, if, you know, if, if I was on danger zone, I wouldn't want to be giving Captain Shuffles a, a free kick and, and likewise with Teddy Disco out the back, you know, and and probably if you're on Captain Shuffles, you know that you probably, you know, if you can steal, steal a section somewhere and shoot home better than 27, you've got the race covered. So it's, it's there's... From everything we know, I, I think, you know, that there's a horse that covers every basis. So we're just going to see who, who's the toughest, who's the fastest, all in the one race. Mm, yeah, it's going to be a great race, no doubt about it. Your last runner on Saturday night is good as it gets. Is this going to be his race? Uh, he's been going so well in recent times. Is this his race? Well, it, it looks likely for him. Um, yeah, it's... I, I just I didn't even realise he was in. Sorry, I didn't even look at that that far. But in all seriousness, no, it looks it looks like a good race for him. I just haven't paid that much attention to him. I've been more focused on the other races this week. But uh, I think he'll, <laughs> that's fair enough. <laughs> I, I only stopped reading once I got to the three-year-old Colts, and um, I stopped bothered looking. But no, I think I think he's he's been went really well last week. So um, yeah, he's going to be thereabouts. He's sort of been been a nice horse since he joined the stable for us um, without winning too many um, but this one looks like you know probably a slight drop down to what he has been racing alright but you're excited for the weekend yeah excited nervous and um, you know this is what you sort of do it for and you know it's not just driving in these ones I mean we you know I own, own a horse that's racing in it that you know that's you know it's can mean can mean really good things to us and um, hopefully get a horse to win a race like like the two-year-old race there on Saturday night it, you know it could um could open up a lot of doorways for us yeah there's no doubt about that uh, for group one races worth a hundred thousand and you've got 
three chances, and they're all right in the in the forefront of the action here. For real life's the favourite, the two-year-old, and then Magical Mays on the second line of betting, and uh, Future Assured, he, he's right in the mix as well. So it's a great effort on your behalf to get uh, these three runners qualified and have realistic winning chances. Yeah, Chris. Um, you know, I think it'll it'll feel better to to look back on it and say we had three, <laughs> one three of them. Um, to, to say we qualified three is like a consolation prize at this point. We got to get got to get the result for um, for it to mean much at this point. And but uh, yeah, hopefully we do. It'd be it'd be a really good feeling. Really appreciate the time. Best of luck on Saturday night. Thanks, Chris. Trent Dawson joining us. So uh, this is going to be a great night on Saturday night. Uh, Q Stars race night. All horses competing across that 10 race program. Q bred uh, paces. So uh, all born in Queensland or if not sired by a Queensland based stallion. So it's a, uh, a big thing for the, uh, the local industry. And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of nervous connections uh, getting ready for those big features coming through on Saturday night. So four group ones and a pair of listed features. And maybe Colt 31 is facing the startup at the final time there when he goes around in that last race, the open class race, where he goes up against Blacks of Dance, the horse that he beat last week. The Blacks of Dance has drawn a lot better this week. So there's a lot to look forward to there. Action starts just after 5.30, and those markets are available with Tab right now. Let's focus on Perth tomorrow night. Gloucester Park is racing, nine races. And this is the big race night for Noah George tomorrow night. Our man in the West is Matty Young. He joins us now. Matty, good morning. Good morning to you, Chris. Uh, is everyone getting around Noah for tomorrow night's card? Yeah, it's going to be a great night. They've got a cocktail function up the top with uh, some uh, pieces of memorabilia and there's some prizes that have been kindly donated by people and some um, silent auctions will be taking place. And there's uh, a West Coast Eagles 2018 Premiership signed jersey that will be uh, auctioned off and uh, that's already had some bids come in for it so it's been pretty popular at the moment but um, yeah it's it's looking really good looking forward to being out there tomorrow and Noah will be on track which uh, is a really enjoyable thing to see he's uh, definitely had a tough trot the last 12 months or so and so is Pru and Michael and Cruz as well so it's going to be great to see the industry rally around, which um, mentioned before, we do really well over here. Uh, it's a very competitive sport, and sometimes uh, the competition outweighs uh, different things, but when uh, the industry needs to pull together, we're, we're united and very strong, so it's great to see. Yeah, well, let's hope it goes off uh, really well tomorrow night uh, in, in, the, in the hope that uh, it raises really important funds for little Noah George there as he continues to fight the good fight. Just before we look at tomorrow night, let's just quickly hash back the last uh, Friday night. Bolton Tim turning the clock back. Uh, I think he's won five races since he won the Pacing Cup, but he was tremendous last week, Matt. He was. He was... Uh... He, he really hit a purple patch of form, Chris, when uh, he was second in the Bunbury Cup and he won the Narraging Cup to break the million-dollar status. Uh, he really was firing on all cylinders at that stage. And then to see him on Friday night, and he surprised he surprised me greatly. I, I just didn't expect him to do that. Uh, I didn't even think he would want to lead, which is probably silly. I've got the maps wrong in these three or four races a bit lately, so I need to list my game there. But... Uh, he was beautifully rated by Mitch Miller out in front, and he just kept kept them chasing. He gave every horse a chance to beat him, 
apart from one, and that was Chicago Bull, who was just punished. And we did say last week that uh, Chicago Bull was going to have a headache at the end of the race, but it was Bolton Tin who was the one that delivered their headache. Uh, Labra Joe was never able to get into the race, even though he was a very good second. Is there any update on Chicago Bull? Uh, I think Gary Hall Sr. was uh, quoted saying that they were going to have some pretty, uh, you know, uh, intensive tests carried out on Chicago Bull and that would determine his future. Is there any update? Uh, well, no, I haven't heard anything, but uh, I am going to play golf with Gary Hall Jr. today, so I can grill, grill him for you if you wish. Yep, please do, yep. please do. Well, and, and speaking of that free-for-all last week, you were really keen on Laverage. Joe. He ran... A very good second. He backs up again tomorrow night. So, does he go one better? Yeah, he wins. He, he uh, I was very bullish on him last week, and I think, I think he would have gone pretty close to winning the race if he was in the breeze. But I could see why Chris didn't go forward because Chicago Bull probably kicks up, and then it's it's a war and. It's funny, after having the conversation with you last week, our last word that comes out that Tim Walker does where the trainers and drivers have a say and uh, Ray Jones just just mentioned in the last word that he wasn't 100% sure that he was ready to go yet. He drops in grade tomorrow and uh, Gambit will be the one that needs the Panadol at the end of the race, I think, because I cannot see them anyone wanting to hold him out to, for him to get to the breeze. He might even be able to run to the top. But, look, I think Labrador Joe will just uh, kick their brains in and good luck to anyone who wants to go toe-to-toe with Joe. Okay. The big group one feature tomorrow night is race five. This is the Diamond Classic final. Who takes this race? Yeah, look, it's an interesting race. Flame Tree's come up short in the market. And, uh, I mean, she's been racing really well. She's won her last four races and uh, taken out a couple of features in that a couple of two horse races so hasn't really been challenged and last start was first up and won okay but look this time it's going to be a bit more difficult the second up definitely helps but i just thought in the early market seems that she's quite short there's a couple of nice ones and i actually don't mind fly to fame who has got close to flame tree before second up Pretty unlucky first up. Trials have been good. Cat Warwick training. Emily Savelko driving. I think she will settle just off the speed and could be dangerous. Zephyr is pretty talented and uh, can do some work. It'd be great to see. This is a great story. Zephyr with uh, Jess Moore's colours and Jess starting to wind down his training career a little bit as he gets a bit uh, older. And uh, the mother of this horse, Tricky Sticks, actually won this race eight years ago. So that would be... uh, a really a fantastic feat to see uh, the daughter first file be able to win this race. And there's a couple of really nice horses. I think Flame Tree's the one to beat, but I think you could play a little bit wider in the quaddy because anything can happen in Group 1 racing. Yep, no doubt about that. And she was a terrific mare, Tricky Stick, so we'll be watching with interest there. What is your best bet on the card tomorrow night? Well, Laverage is my best bet, but he's opened uh, short enough, I think. Uh, I still think he'll win, so we're going to multi-up. Race two, number one, Jasper Vella Beach, who's been crying out for a barrier draw, gets it tomorrow night. Looks a perfect race. as a gate speed to hold up. Should lead, should win. And then just uh, double that up into Labrador Joe. You'll probably get around about six to four, 255 roughly uh, with the double. And just have your money on and donate half to Noah George. Yep. So that's race two, number one, race six, number seven, 
at uh, GP tomorrow night. Matt, as always, best of luck tomorrow night and uh, best of luck this afternoon as well uh, with the golf. Hopefully you're informed. Oh, no, I'll just be... Uh, I get my money's worth, Chris, that's for sure. Cheers for that.